What's up, guys? Uh, this is Kyode from uh, Scribbly Adapted Uncut. Hello, it is I, Kate. Guys, so we are back. Another edition of Scribbly Adapted Uncut for you guys. Um, today, uh, th- today, we're going to talk about a, a big one. A Spike Lee film. A Spike Lee joint called Black Klansman. Uh, came out a few weeks ago. We just got to see it. Thanks, Movie Pass. Again, you've disappointed us. God, Movie Pass. You know, at first, I was going to leave Movie Pass bashing out of this episode. <laughs> but since we are already talking about it, for weeks, this Movie Pass has been destroying our lives and not allowing us to see movies we wanted to see. But finally. Finally, movie passed. Did you say destroying our lives? Destroying our lives. Oh, okay. Destroying our lives. I wasn't too sure. I I thought that's what you said. That was a little dramatic, babe. Yeah. It's a little dramatic. But But you know what? It's kind of accurate. It is a little accurate. But anyway, um, Black Klansman was... Listen, I'm not a huge Spike Lee fan. Wow. Um, You're you're just doing it up today. I... (laughs) You you started out the gate offending movie pass. But anyway... Spike Lee is incredibly talented. Um, he has great vision. He has great points and stories to uplift the black community. He cares about his people. He cares about educating uh, people who don't know about his people. Right. And I give him credit for that. But what frustrates me about Spike is that he has so much skill and talent but his movies are just not up to par with the skill and talent that he has. And that's what upsets me. What do you mean by that? What do you mean his movies are not up to par with the skill and talent? Out of all the movies I've seen of Spike Lee's, and I've seen a lot, the only two that really stuck out to me as like living up to the expectation of someone like Spike Lee. like He's not a novice director. He's been in the game for a long time. Everybody knows who Spike Lee is. He has a reputation. He knows what he's doing. He's been in the business. He's been in the industry. And out of all of his films, I've only found... Now, granted, this is opinion-based, but I've only found two that have stuck out to me, and that was Malcolm X and Chirac. Well, okay. And, and Do the Right Thing. I love Do the Right Thing, too, but I don't... I don't his movies are disjointed and non-cohesive. They go on forever... It's like trying, he tries to fit so much in to make a political and, and uh, socio, uh, uh, societal, uh, I'm losing the word here. Socia, societal statement mm-hmm. that he loses the cohesiveness of a film. There's supposed to be a middle, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that's it. Like, yes, you put in little facets, but Spike just keeps going on and on and on. Like, like okay, I get what you're saying. Um, but I'm going to be fair here. I, I, I enjoy Spike's films because he still pays homage to the independent, gu- like, independent guerrilla style of filmmaking. But yeah. has like a, but he does have a glossy look to it where it's not too guerrilla, but you could tell there's some type of budget behind it, right? Which right. it looks, which is what his looks of his film begins, right? But I enjoy his, I enjoy, I enjoy some of his films. I've, I, 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 I've enjoyed Do the Right Thing. I enjoyed Malcolm X. Mm. I enjoyed Jungle Fever was good. Mm. She's got to have it was a great look at when you know women and being and being honest about 
uh, uh, being a woman and being open about your sexuality and, and, and being with people and just being free as a black woman back in the 80s and 90s. I thought that was a really good film, a really poignant film for that time. Yeah. Um, but but that's, I, see, that's what I'm saying. It's not his statements are not what's missing. He misses the mark all the time. Like, for me, I, I lose him. Like, I, and I had high hopes for this, and the movie had me for most of it. And then at the end, I was just like, oh, Spike. Like, there were just inconsistencies. Like, for instance, the scene where, um, you know, they... Spike has a habit of building up the film and has you have has his audience expect something insane. So, for instance, right. we had an expectation that there was going to be this protest, right? right? They kept referring to this protest, talking about this protest. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen it, um, it's basically the main one of the main characters is kind of like almost like a neo Black Panther, if you will. Mm-hmm. But like she's really like you know. Um, in nowadays, she was Black Panther-ish back then, but kind of just organizing, president of her Black Student Union, organizing, um, you know, the Black community at her school to really rise up and have a voice. Mm-hmm. And they kept referring to this protest, and then you kept getting the sense that the KKK were going was going to do something at this protest, um, you know, by burning a cross or being. And you know, when you think of the KKK, they're terrifying. Okay, right, and I'm. White, so you can only imagine. If you guys how it did must not feel. guess, if you yeah. guys didn't guess by now, mm-hmm. she is. I am white. She guys. is white. But for those people that aren't white, you can imagine how ten times more terrifying it is, right? So you have the KKK and this protest that's supposed to happen, and then all of a sudden, the only part of the protest that you see are them walking down the street holding signs, and then it goes to like the. Uh, climax of the film, which yeah. is them trying to set up this bomb or whatever, but there was no. It was just so anticlimactic. Like I know, will give you that the you know? the ending of the film was a it was very anticlimactic. There were things that um, didn't mesh. They didn't add up. I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the be- I'm gonna start from the beginning a little bit, right? Black Klansman as a whole, um, I thought was a was a was a good film. It mm-hmm. was good. Yeah, um, I agree. Great messages about today's culture and today's. Uh, Today's climate, as far as race is concerned, uh, the the president and the presidency, um, ju- just us as American people, very well done nailing that. Like Spike makes what I love about Spike's films is that he makes white people very uncomfortable. Yes, right, and I appreciate and that about he, him. He puts words and and scenes and. Actions He's in your face. In movies, in his films that make you want to cringe as a white person. Yes. And I'm not white, and sometimes I cringe. And I'm like, damn, Spike, you're going to go there? But I love it. I love because, it, too. Because you know what, Kate? Because he makes you think. It's not, it's not for shock value and that's just to add. Problem. But he makes you. he makes people think. But that's not the problem I have with his films at all. I love films that make you think and that get you... You know, having deep conversations. I'm not. I don't have a problem with Spike's message, or what he tries to convey. I have a problem with how he delivers it, and in terms of the technical aspects of making a film, 
A film shouldn't have to... I mean, obviously, when you make a film, you're an artist. You, you're making a film however you want to make the damn film. And people will get from it what they want to. But Spike doesn't care. I don't think he ever did care, but especially now, he's at that status where he just doesn't give a damn. You'll, you'll either like it or you don't. Um, but my point is, is that there's no cohesiveness to his films. But sometimes... Every single time I see a film, I'm like... Oh, this one's gonna be different, and this one's gonna be different, Listen, and I'm I, let I see, down every single time. I see what you're saying. Like there is no cohesiveness, but there's nothing wrong with that as an artist. Of course, there right? is. When you're telling a story to an audience, there there can't be that much confusion. Like for instance, at the end, and sorry guys for those of you. This is a major it, spoiler. A spoiler alert. But at the well, not really, because it doesn't really spoil the story. But at the end of the film, he has all this real footage about. Um, you know, the raids that were going on. The Virginia um, protests. Yeah, and the woman the, that was killed, run over by a car. And the whole audience was like, there was this aura of being uncomfortable in, in the atmosphere. Time. But the point that I'm trying to make, that's not the problem. But the point is, is like, you're trying to make, su- you're trying so hard to make a political statement, which is okay. But it's almost like he's cramming random stuff in. I get that. Yes. You know what I mean? It didn't even tie into the film. Why did he have to show that? There was no. There was. uh, It was unnecessary. Uh, Unless he was trying to play, he was trying to give you a look at what yesterday's clan looks like compared to today's clan, which is a completely, which is a completely different look. I mean, it's the millennials of clansmen that we saw in that video. Young, it's no, it's not white power anymore. They were saying what blood, uh, what is it? Blood Blood and soil, soil, blood and soil or something like that. That's what they were saying, or that's what I think they were saying. Um, and it, it, you know, they're not wearing hoods, but they're carrying torches. Like it's, it was, I think Spike was showing us that the film Black Klansman showed you what the Klan was doing back in the 70s. The, the, the Today's Klansmen and white nationalists are the people that we see with the blood and soil tor- uh, chants and the, and the torches and things like that. Yeah, I get that. But again, it's not about... That's my guess. It's not about him making a statement or, or relaying a message. It's about his... It's about the logistics of making a film. And honestly, when you're an artist, you can... Like, disclaimer to cover myself here, you can make any type of film you want any type of way you want. But if you're putting something out there, then you have to expect opinions back. And I don't think that that's what one of my main problems was. Now, to touch on the film as a whole, I think the film was very good. It was very... I thought John David Washington did a great job. <sighs> I, you know, he has he has some polishing he needs to do. He's, he's got not, he's no he's no Denzel now. He's got some polishing, but he's on his way. I am, I, I enjoy him in Ballers. Yeah, but I mean but, that's not going to make his career. But he guys, keeps getting I, roles like this. Yeah, but Kate, I don't know, and and I like him, but I I in this film I don't I felt like he was. I didn't believe him. I felt like he was playing a role. I felt like it was an act. But if you want to get real technical and deep here, wasn't his character playing a role? His character was playing a role. So, so I, but I honestly don't think that was part of the the psychology of entering with this film. Like no, to tell you the truth, probably I not. just don't think. I just he didn't. Adam Driver was great. Adam Driver. Oh Adam Driver my God. was great. I'm so glad you said great uh, because he was great in it. I love myself some Adam Driver. For those of you who don't know Adam Driver, he's still kind of under the radar a little bit, but um, he really got a start in Girls, I believe. Um, the show uh, written in, that was his like big role, written by Lena Dunham, and yeah. um, and then he went on to play um, uh, in Star Wars. 
Um, and that, I forgot the name. What was the name of the character? Uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Kate. Ren, right, yeah. I'm not a Star Wars fan, guys. But anyway, I know, gasp. But um, he's really underrated, and he's coming into his own, too. He's extremely talented. Very talented. Um, and he's been in some indie movies as well. Yeah. But, you know, he was very, very believable and very good. In this I movie. liked him more than John David Me Washington. Too. Me too. Me I too. I liked him more. Um, yeah. I, 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 his, it's not like his character was that endearing or or that interesting to be honest it was just the way he it was just his natural presence like yeah. it was just a yeah. you believed he was back in that time and he was that guy well that's um, how he is in every character he plays yeah. he's played some really different characters he's a very honest actor like yes. you, you believe yes. and you want to know more about him and you get where even when he was playing Kylo Ren like you you wanted to believe and you find out more about him he's just really him. interesting you wanted to give him a big hug so with the performances, yes. I give Wait. the performances an overall C. There's, overall C. There's one more performance that I want to touch on, and that was of Topher Grace. Oh, yeah, Topher you Grace. You not know him. He's from that 70s show, other movies as well. Yeah. He uh, played David Duke, who was the head of the KKK. Is he still the head of the KKK? He's, uh, it, 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 it's like the mob. It's like uh, you don't say KKK. You kind of just... Oh, I'm sorry. You, the KKK. Yeah, you kind of just... Um, you know, I'm not censoring myself whisper when it comes to that. Like, Get yeah, out of the, here. The organization. Yeah. Or something no, like that. You say y'all, that. Y'all the KKK. Uh, right. But yes, <laughs> you, he played... You are what you are. He played David Duke. Yeah. Um, and he was very good, too. But my... Well, okay. So this like is my the, thing about movies like this. David Duke, it, it wasn't a trivial uh, character in the film. He had a lot of lines. He had a couple of parts. But... Um, I hate it when they get, like, these known actors to play parts that they could have given to, okay, maybe a C or D list actor, but someone who's trying to make their way. Like, a, a part C like, or D list? No, I don't mean it like that, but, like, you don't need to give a part like that. There are two things in movies that really chat my bum, okay? The first one is having, like, like musical artists in a movie, and they just so happen to be, like, sing, randomly sing a song or... You know, no, they're not even singers. They're like characters, but then you randomly have them in a scene singing a song or play. I hate that. I get it. And then my second pet peeve is when you have minimal characters, trivial characters. I don't want to say trivial because they do play a major part, but like characters that are not the center of the story, played by actors who, like, you know very well or who have like a rep, like. I don't know why that bothers me. It bothers me so much. Like, I don't think Topher Grace was necessary. They could have cast that role differently. Nobody cares. Like, they could have found someone better to play David Duke. I get it. I get you know it. I, mean? um, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I I didn't mind him as David Duke. I mean, he he had this subtleness to him that was like this subtle, racist, like... Yeah. S- like this subtle, racist character tone to him, which made it interesting because you're i don't know he was just very non topher grace has a really good way of um exhibiting i guess a non nonchalant low-key attitude emotion when it comes to films like he's He's very very like dry dry sarcastic yes like this like this sarcastic ass that you just want to punch in the face that guy yeah that's how he and that's how he did david duke because david duke you know, is this extreme KKK leader, and Topher portrayed him as this almost docile, yet powerful, douchey, sarcastic 
low-key dude. Like, it was just, just overall, like, it, he encompassed all of that yeah. playing David Duke. And I enjoyed it because I was like, oh, I doubt this is really the way he is, but... I like the way I'm seeing him right now because this is this is a different this is probably a different take on who he really is as a person. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think he was bad. I just no. I I think you know uh, to, I love Topher Grace. I think he's a good actor, but I just found it kind of like I just it bothers me. Like there's no need the, these role. You could have given someone a shot at actually like doing the role and and actually like making their way in the industry. You know mm. what I mean? Um you know, overall the acting was good. Um yeah. Adam Driver definitely performance was the best in my opinion. Yeah. Um but overall it was it was a good film. I I just wasn't the hype. It wasn't it didn't live up to the hype, guys. Don't believe the hype. Yeah, it it didn't it didn't live up to the hype. Um for me, it was just a for me it was just a lot of I felt like you said, Kate. Like I felt like he was just throwing in a bunch of like president jokes and not jokes, but present jokes and I guess uh, things about what's going on today, just to throw them in. Yeah. Just to make sure I, we got to mention it because this is a movie that's well, talking about it. We got to mention. You hit the nail on the head. Well, we got to mention it. That's how I feel when I watch Spike Lee's films. Like, oh, he just felt like he had to do it. Like, we, yeah. we gotta just get this in, guys. But it's like, come on, Spike. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with what you talk. I mean, it does, but it's like, you kind of left it out. Style-wise, Kate, I'm gonna go back to style for a second. Style-wise, I didn't, I, I like some of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like the quick cuts. I did. Um, I didn't like, oh, God, I, I. You can always the, tell the, it's the Spike, pat- then. I get it. The patent Spike Fl- glide cam, mm-hmm. you know, I, and the dolly, I, the dolly. He does that in every that's what I mean. The dolly, movie. I get it, but in the scene that it was in, no, it wasn't necessary at all. Just unnecessary. Yeah. It was like, let me throw in my my signature look, just like the 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 signature glare by um, JJ Abrams. Uh, J. J. Abrams yeah. You know, sometimes it fits, sometimes it doesn't, but for the most part, it fits. Yeah. And I, I, but this, I just felt like it was like unnecessary. I was like, okay, what? I, and I kind of didn't, I don't know. I, I, I kind of liked the, the the Black Panther girl, like the the, the I kind of liked her. Patrice, right? Patrice, I think. Um, I I kind of liked her, but yeah, Patrice. Uh, but I I don't know. I, was she necessary? I think for the she. Story? I think her character was necessary because I think it what it showed it. it was because John David Washington. Throughout, and this is actually, I think, has to be one of my favorite parts of the film. It wasn't even a part. It was just kind of a nuance. John David Washington's character goes to apply for a job at an all-white police station and has believes in himself to be promoted to the investigative unit. And he subtly overcomes racism and all that in the police force. Um, and his and his precinct, um, and I think his relationship with Patrice is very important because it shows that he is he is in the background, but he's that does not mean that he's not in tune with being a black man hmm. and a black man that's proud of being black. And I think that comes across when he goes to the rally um, that they have, um, and you know. Uh, when they had uh, 
Stokely Carmichael come and speak. Um, you know, Stokely Carmichael was, I think, the if not the founder, one of the main leaders of the Black Panther yeah. Party. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, there's a scene where he goes and speaks to the Black Student Union, and he goes undercover, but you can see that he's kind of wrestling with himself a little bit. Like, right. this guy has some points, but that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to kind of detract these students from rising up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell he's warring with that. He's conflicting with conflicted with that. So I think her relationship and her presence in his life is very important because it helps him be even more in touch with the fact of, yes, it's okay to want to make a change, but you're still black and you should still be black and still be proud. Exactly. And that's a um, great point. Yeah, great point. I, I liked her. That that I can see why she's she was annoying, there. She's though. Now, now I can but, see why she was there, right? Yeah. That, 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 she served her purpose to yeah. give you, to let you know that he wasn't just a man just working in a white precinct and... Just doing his job. Right. He was also right. a man who was working in a white precinct, uh, doing his job and trying to also protect his people and be part right. of this movement. Right. Uh, but from the law side and, and all. He knew it, what know? it meant to. He knew what it meant to be black. Yes. And I think that that is perhaps the most important part and the center of the story. Good point. It's not about the KKK. It's not about David Duke. It's not about. I think all of that was noise. I think the real message and the real point of this film was showcasing the fact that John David Washington's character, um, Roy Stall- Ron Stallworth, Ron Stallworth. was yeah. okay and proud to be black. Hmm. And he used that to his advantage to to exploit one of the most dangerous organizations in our country. And if you notice... Good point. If you notice, he was unapologetically black with yeah. his afro, yep. with his clothing, yep. Yep. Um, unapologetically. Yep. It wasn't like he was going in there, suit and tie, and trying to be like all the boys. Mm-hmm. Especially during that time where that's probably something most men would have done, a black man or a man of color would have done to fit in. Mm-hmm. But he did not. And he, and he did what he felt like was right by right. going after this huge mega organization to take him down and also being with his people doing it right and he was also so relaxed like now this is one of my issues too and i remember you mentioning it whispering it to me during the film is like when he went and started to just randomly investigate the kkk like there was no it was almost as if he had like an aha moment like oh all right, the KKK. Yeah, let's 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 look into that because he was he just been promoted to the investigative unit and he was looking for a story. Right. Oh, uh, but it was like, well, what propelled you to investigate them? Mm-hmm. So that part was a little foggy too. I just think that Spike leaves out key elements that can help formulate and round out the story. Okay. Or I, I, I and you know, Spike as a director, he may come back and say, you know what, guys? Well, that's. I want you to think about what I could be possibly doing or saying here. Right. I want you as my viewer to take away what you think could possibly be the outcome or why you didn't think I made the characters more well-rounded or why I left out certain things. Uh As an artist, some things probably are better left unsaid. Right. You know, in certain cases. And in this case, maybe that was it. Um, But I overall, Kate... Overall, I give the B. Uh, I give the film a solid B, right? I, I think thought that's I fair. thought the message was great. I thought uh, the cultural references to today were great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love the uncomfortable, uh, awkward uh, moments of the use of the N-word so much in the film. Yeah, a um, lot. And yeah. I love that he made even me feel uncomfortable. And I'm a black man. And I felt uncomfortable, but in a good way. Like, this needs to be said. This needs to be seen. And everyone in this audience should be uncomfortable. Right. I liked that. And that's what I admire about Spike. But again, it's not about the message. It's about the logistical aspects of him, how he makes his films. So you're, you're, you're so critiquing more technical. Yeah, I'm not... Listen, I will never be... I'm an artist myself. I'm never gonna... I hate it when people are like, oh, I don't like those... I mean, everyone has their own opinion. They're like, assholes. But the point is, is that as an art, as a fellow artist, I'm never gonna sit here and say, well, I didn't like your content or I didn't like your message. I, I, because that as an artist is kind of like offending you know, how you go about representing the message you want to say to people. That's not my issue. My issue is how you film the movie. Like, there's no... There has to be cohesiveness to something. If you... There's no cohesiveness, you start to lose people, and then you run the risk of people losing your message completely. I get it. And in some cases... I, like we said, Kate, in some cases, sometimes artists feel like it doesn't need to be. It's, it's, it's based on interpretation. I don't need to... Why do I need to spell out everything for you in the film when film should be but more But he is of, spelling you know, out everything for me. I mean, it's a two and a half hour film, and I'm like, Spike, get the, to the freaking point. point already. Listen, Come he, on, man. he did something like that with Red Hook Summer. Which Ugh. took a complete left turn from what I thought was going to be about. That's my problem. Is there's um, no. It, it just went somewhere I didn't think it was going to go. They're and, not fluid. His know. movies are not fluid, and that bothers me. That's why I love Steven Spielberg because, um, and I'm not comparing Steven Spielberg's movies to Spike's. I'm just saying, um, I love him as a director because his films are so. Not only are they beautiful, but they're so fluid. There is no. Um, Glitch. There's no confusion. It's just boom. But to be honest, middle end. To be honest, some some would probably say that Stephen maybe needs a little a little change in his direction because maybe it is too glossy and too beautiful and too. Well, fluid, to be fair, you know? if it works maybe, for Spike, that's also Stephen's look. Right. 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 So you know, every director maybe he needs has to a be way. a little more edgy. You know, but I, that's, and that's what I like about Spike. Spielberg, and that's not Spike Lee. But I don't have to like it. Right. And I like, listen, I think, oh, this is going to be really bad. I personally think that Spike Lee has much more uh, clout and he has much more to gain at reaching his the black community than Tyler Perry does. And that's I'm... just my opinion. I like Tyler Perry. I, I support his stuff sometimes, but I, and they have, they go about it two different ways and this could be a whole different podcast. Yeah, guys, we're but, going on the left turn here, but guys. Spi- well, we are talking about Spike Lee here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spike, I think, takes risks and takes chances that Tyler doesn't. And I, and I think, you know, um, he is a lot edgier. Um, if Tyler saying, wanted to, he absolutely could be that guy. He but could he be another Spike. But he doesn't need to because you already have one. And Spike Lee is a great representation of what it means to be an educated black man. But there, the, but, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't, he couldn't do it. No, I'm not saying Tyler couldn't or, or shouldn't, shouldn't do it. But you know? the point is, is that he doesn't need to. Um, so, and I think he doesn't need to because Spike is great at it. And nobody can do it like Spike. That's what Spike Lee is known for. 
he makes great angry films <laughs> that get the point across. Right. You can't argue nothing with Spike because it's there, it's blatant, it's in your face, it's you unapologetic. It is what it and is. And you can tell when Spike makes a film that he is passionate. Yeah. And uh, maybe absolutely. angry and about what too. he uh, maybe angry about what he's doing. Yeah. Like you can see and feel the the anger for the probably the subject matter that he's trying to come across, mm-hmm. which is especially for today, mm-hmm. what's happening today, uh, with in our politics in our in on our in our country. Yeah. Uh you could tell what's happening. And that and stuff you could needs tell to his be, frustration in the film. That's that's what it is. That stuff needs to be talked about. It's not that it doesn't need to be talked about. It's just like, damn it, Spike, we're doing this again? Like I've been watching this movie for damn near three hours and you and I still feel as long like it was so fluid and cohesive in the beginning. In the beginning, yes. And then it got to a certain point and it's just it almost is like he feels like he's at the end of the I could just see him in the editing room like, oh my God, we're at the end of the film. I have to put this in, I have to put this in, I have to put this in, I have to put this in and yeah. I have to get the message across, but I'm running out of time. That's yep. what it feels like when you're watching one of his films. It feels rushed. Absolutely. And it's like, oh, dude, like you could have just been simplistic and still gotten the message across and you still would have kept my attention. I get it. Like I was looking at my watch. I was looking at my phone. I couldn't wait to get out of there. So, Kate, overall, what did you give it? I definitely think B is a fair rating. B. I think I give it a B because of the message and also uh, the acting was good. And I think, you know, the execution overall was good. But uh, definitely not worth all that hype, for right. sure. Okay, I, I totally agree. Probably definitely not worth all the hype, but definitely a good film. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of Spike's best. Mm, one. No well, okay, way. Maybe. What? Yeah, what am I talking about? No, yeah. I take that back. Not he one of his best. I retract does. that statement. Not one of his best now that I think about all of his films. Um, but definitely, you know, definitely in there somewhere. Yeah. In yeah. there somewhere, right, Okay. Okay? Yeah. I agree. I 100% agree. But guys, listen, that is the end of another Scriptly Adapted on Cut. Cut. Check us out for another one and keep checking us out on social media for all updates on all of our stuff. Later, guys. Bye.